This is the Fantasy Road Show. What's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. You can call me Truck. I'm joined as always by Culls and Shane O'Mac. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker, at Culls underscore Sports, at S McCormick underscore FF. While you're at it, please follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. We are live on all platforms, uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, you name it, we're there. Go check us out. Uh, and this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.ruleoneproteins.com, enter promo code RODIES40 at checkout to get 40% off. That's RODIES40 for 40% off. Boys, how we doing? What's going on, Shane? I'm doing good, doing good. I, I just want to – I'm not even going to talk about me. I want to know – I need the full Coles update on the fast – I need to know where <laughs> where we're at as of Tuesday, seven twenty three. State of mind, attitude, yeah. motivation, all of it. Yeah, let the roadies know because they might not be aware of what you had going on. Um, yeah, I did a three day fast. I like to do those um, once a quarter, about. Um, so yeah, I uh, broke my fast at three p.m. It was seventy two hours. Ooh. So I had. I my first reintroduction of food was a chicken bone broth. Um, so heat that up, drink it, let the stomach like get used to digesting something again. And then I had four eggs, half an avocado, handful of spinach, and a handful of diced onions. Um, so made kind of like a little egg dish. Um, and then just had dinner, which was chicken, broccoli, sweet potato. Nice, nice. How do you feel? Uh, I feel really good. I'm still like getting used to or like having all that food sink in, but um, yeah, I feel good. Clear head. I mean, it's like uh, for me, it's uh, like something that I like to do when I start a new diet and I'm going to go on like a whole foods diet. So pretty much eating meat, vegetables, a little bit of fruit and some whole grain. That's, but just like keep it super clean for the next couple of months. Um, so yeah, I mean, the more that I fuel myself with that, I just feel so much better, so much natural energy. I haven't had caffeine since I went on the fast. Um, yeah, just the health health thing I do. Nice. So that, that's the Whole Foods diet. It's not going to Whole Foods and eating whatever free samples they have. That's it. Okay. I'm I, so I that's confused. That. Okay. Yeah, no, like whole I, food. I asked him about that too. <laughs> like whole nutrient dense foods. So no breads and sugars and processed food, that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you're feeling great. And uh, uh, I wish I could do that as well, but uh, it's hard for me to go a whole day without food. So. You know, we'll see if I can uh, do that uh, in the near future. But uh, we are here today talking uh, way too early 2024 running back rankings. We're going to be going through our top 24, talking discrepancies. Uh, and I'm curious to see where you guys have everybody ranked, uh, as I'm sure you're curious uh, about everybody else as well. But, uh, Mike, do you want to go ahead and pull that up whenever you have a moment? Yeah, let's do it. How about those uh, games this uh, this this past weekend, huh? 
Well, wild stuff, uh, Shane. What, what yeah, we, we, just, we can get back. We can just get right into running back. We don't need to talk about. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the Cowboys losing to the Packers like that. No, no I don't think right, you well, called out losing. That yeah, was just, you just got your uh, yeah. completely stomped, stomped by the Packers. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. Then we'll we'll kind of go through uh, some current events and stuff. But um, yeah, so as you see on these rankings, uh, I, everybody has Christian McCaffrey at number at one, uh, and that's going to be the way it is probably during draft season uh, uh, later on in what June, July, August, and uh, rightfully so. The guy's an absolute animal. Uh, there's really not much you really need to say about that. And I see Coles is already uh, rearranging some stuff. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that'll happen go. throughout the episode. Okay, <laughs> throughout the episode, we're making adjustments. It's all right. Um, all right, well, I'll go ahead and start. And uh, what I'm seeing on this, uh, we have CMC and Brees Hall. Uh, me and Coles have the same right there. But, Shane, you have Kyron over Brees Hall. Um, do you, any reason why you have those two switched? I thought Brees Hall would be a unanimous number two. I think the only concern I had was if it ended up being a situation similar to this year when – it's maybe not Aaron Rodgers and the QB situation is a disaster and it maybe that's hard for him to overcome again. Um, but I didn't sign you down that far. Um, Kyron, I just, man, I just love the usage. Like he was in on every, I mean, I think such a high percentage of running back opportunities, um, especially that second half of the offense of the season. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Kyron Williams uh, has had a breakout season this year, uh, just completely dominant. Uh, and I think he deserves to be in uh, the top five. Uh, but, uh, Coles, you have him outside your top five. Any reason as to why? Yeah, I just think all those guys are better than him, more talented. Yeah, so Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon, Jameer Gibbs. Yep. Yeah, all of them are. I mean, it depends where Saquon lands, right? I think if he's on the Texans, he has an outstanding year, and I might be probably bump him over Taylor. Jameer Gibbs has proven to be awesome. I think his role expands next year. I, I like Kyron a lot. I just, I'm, if he's going top three, top four running backs, there's no way I'll be drafting him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'll have, I'll definitely have a lot of teams with Brees Hall and Bijan. Um, I don't know that Bijan will be – do you think he's going to be a first-rounder this next year? I, I don't think so. I think um, yeah, yeah, with I think what happened yeah. this season, the people that did draft him or you just saw what happened, I know there's going to be a coaching change, and uh, that's kind of why I have him at three uh, because I think the talent wins out. But I, I think it's going to deter a lot of people away from drafting him in the first round. Shane, what do you think? Yeah, I think so also. It's um, – you know, they're just going to remember that – how how frustrating it was throughout the year and you'll still have Algier there now hopefully it's a coach that doesn't come in and do what you know Arthur Smith did but yeah <laughs> I think you're just yeah I think you'll see other guys bump up ahead of him yeah yeah I agree um but someone we talked about already was uh, uh Saquon Barkley uh, Mike has him at five I have him at six Shane you have him all the way down at 10 is that specifically for the reason that he is a free agent and his um, landing spot is undetermined or what was your reason there? Yeah, it's a couple landing spot. Will he, wherever he goes, is he as dominant of touches as he's been getting as the only sole weapon in the giants offense? 
And just even though we talked about this on the last show, like, do I trust him to be healthy another whole second year in a row where prior to he had had multiple games missed throughout the years? It's just a combination of those factors, I think. Yeah. Um, and the guys ahead of him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, someone I want to bring up, uh, you guys have, uh, Mike, you have Jameer Gibbs at six. Shane, you have him at uh, five. I have Jameer Gibbs all the way down at nine. I probably won't have Jameer Gibbs on any of my teams, depending on, you know, we'll see what happens uh, later on in this offseason. But kind of my reasoning there is just uh, this team really, really likes David Montgomery, and I don't think he's going anywhere. Yes, Jameer Gibbs' role could expand this next season, but I, I just I see it being limited with uh, the uh, you know um, appearance of uh, David Montgomery on a game to game basis. This guy is just uh, he's been playing really good, touchdown machine, and I don't think that changes next year. Yeah, I don't know. He he out he out carried him and out touched him in the playoff game this weekend. Um, my guess I'm thinking. He he becomes kind of like Alvin Kamara and the Saints. So even if they are splitting some touches, like he's going to be the more high value touch person with receptions and explosive run rates and explosive uh, opportunities and touchdowns. Is it's kind of where I think. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Kyle, I, I like think? I like that comparison a lot. The Kamara. That's exactly how I'll be explaining it. Um, I think Gibbs's talent's just way better, and I mean Montgomery's great, and they love to you know run that power game. But Jameer Gibbs's talent is just becoming to where they can't keep him off the field. Um, so yeah, I like him. I, I think I will probably have him on teams, um, but I wanted to say, I I wanted to talk about Bijan still. So oh okay, like. Shane was saying that he, or uh, I forget who said, to be honest, but one <laughs> of you guys were saying that Bijan, um, because of what happened last season, people, or that was Shane, that people yeah. are feeling burned, so he'll slide in the second round. If he's there in the second round, for me, that's going to be an auto pick because mm -hmm. um, I love when, like, the hype builds up one year and it doesn't necessarily live up to it. So people feel burned. And then because of that, their ADP is affected. That's when like, look at Cortland Sutton this year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everyone, everyone was so hot, high on the Broncos two years ago and they fell on their face. And then Sutton was outstanding for most of the year this year. So I look for those kind of players. Granted he's in the top three, you know, so there's not as much of a, of a, um, there's not much of a disparity there between like how how far he fell um, from the previous year, but um, yeah, I mean, I just think if I start late in the first or mid mid first, uh, and and Bijan sitting there on the way back, I probably end up with him on my team. Yeah, yeah I, I just I think you'll see guys even at other positions jump him too, right? So you're going to see probably I'm on St. Brown jump him he comes into the first nope. round up ahead of him yep. um some other receivers you know maybe even jumps him cd's guaranteed yeah. ahead of um yep um it'll be interesting to see where puka goes like does puka go before Bijan? i i'm excited to see where you guys have him ranked uh in our next episode that's going to be a fun uh fun yep, topic that is, yep yeah so i don't know um anyways i i wanted to backtrack there just because i had 
I wanted to bring up the point of like looking for guys who maybe burned some people, gave them a bad taste in their mouth. They slide mm -hmm. on ADP and then boom, he his talent, which we all saw this year and his situation's a lot better. I mean, if, you know, Belichick's one person that was named, I guess everyone was named to the um, Falcons job to get interviewed because <laughs> it's just, they've been bringing in everyone. But mm -hmm. um, anyways, yeah, I wanted to bring up that. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think uh, in the second round, Bijan is an auto pick for me as of right now. I mean, even with that limited um, workload that, uh, uh, what's his name, Arthur Smith was giving him, I mean, still had almost 1,000 yards on the ground, what, like over 50 receptions. Like, he was still so, so good with the touches that he got that the sky's the limit for him next season when they get a new coach. So uh, I, I agree with you, Mike, right there. Yep. Um, uh, the next person we should talk about is uh, someone who uh, Mike and I have inside the top 10, but Shane does not. It's Devon Achan, uh, someone, a, a breakout rookie this year. Mike, you have him at eight. I have him up at seven. Shane, you have him down at 11. Uh, what's your reasoning for uh, snubbing him outside the top 10? I guess it'll probably just be, I saw, you know, so many times he uh, did not make it through full workload. Now, maybe if they use him, they have to use him uh, in some sort of shared role. So, right. So it's got to be in some sort of capacity, kind of like what we see in Detroit, what we saw in the past with the Saints with Kamara. Um, but all the guys I have ahead of him are going to, I would right now project for more touches, overall touches, you know, rushes and receptions. Um, I'll project for a higher touch volume over him and all of them I have ahead of him are still young um, and him sh should be in good situations as well. I think Miami either brings back Mostert or they bring in somebody that's going to be a threat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I just think with his, uh, how efficient he was with the limited touches that he got this year. I had to put him inside the top 10, but I, I get what you're saying. Mike, you got anything on there? Yeah, I think uh, Mostert's 32. So, you know, I don't know. that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, looked, think, I think he looked, changed it. Yeah, that role looks great. Yeah, I think the role expands. So I, I regardless, like if Mostert's there and he's not going to be the main guy, I don't think. So like, again, I have I have a very similar thought process of Gibbs and A-Chain is that, you know, their talent will win out. Whoa, what's happening? Um, uh -oh. Their, ta uh -oh. their talent. Oh, gosh. <laughs> their talent's going to. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I will uh, say this about him real quick while you're doing that. Like I was pretty shocked. I saw 21 uh, rushes of 20 or more yards mm -hmm. in the limited amount of time that he got. I mean, yeah. that's pretty incredible. I think that was, I don't know for sure. I think that was tops in the league. Probably. Yeah. So I think he's going to still be like not a true workhorse. Run like he'll never be a true workhorse running back because of his size, but I think you'll see a lot of a chain um, and he's going to be making big plays. And, you know, that offense is probably going to have an outstanding year again, scoring the ball. So uh, I will probably want to find pieces of the Dolphins team and that'll be uh, my main target. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, all right, next guy we should talk about. Mike, you have him up at 10. I have him at 11. But, Shane, you have him down at 18. That's Alvin Kamara. Um, what's going on with your ranking with Alvin Kamara? I mean, he's 28 years old. Is, you know, what's, uh, what's your reasoning for dropping him that low? So, yeah, that's a little bit is that that age 28. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that rushing production take a dip this year. He, he racked up a lot of good fantasy points on high volume, short dump off passes. Now, maybe that continues. Um, but I also, I see somebody else coming in there. I don't think, I think Jamal Williams is no longer on that team. That was a waste. Um, is it somebody like a Joe Mixon or something like that, or Derek Henry that comes in there to help share that load is kind of me projecting at this point. If it's just purely Alvin Kamara and Kendra Miller, then I'm going to be bumping up Alvin Kamara later on in the ranks. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he only played, uh, what, 13 games. He finished as the RB11, which is pretty impressive. Uh, he had 75 receptions. He was on pace for almost 100 receptions this year, um, which would have shattered his record of uh, 83. Um, so I I, th- I still think Alvin Kamara is elite. That's why I have him right outside the top 10. Uh, and personally, I, I do believe that they don't bring anyone else in. It's going to be Kendra Miller and Alvin Kamara next year. So that's kind of why I have him up that high. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I have him at 10. I don't know that he'll stay there. I bet you come – draft season he'll be outside of my top 10 um because of the some of the concerns that shane mentioned but um for right now like he came in and was i I just don't i don't think i'm gonna like the saints next year like you keep dennis allen i don't really Mm -hmm. think this that they're a team that could probably i mean if it's Derek carr like i'm gonna fade the saints probably as a whole yeah um you know i would imagine Alave is still a top 10 top 15 uh wide receiver i mean what top 10 was he last year like probably eight to ten yeah i think so so i you know he's probably maybe pushed back a little bit um because obviously marvin harrison has to go in there puka there's going to be some guys that jump ahead of him but um I don't know. I, I'm probably going to end up fading the Saints. They seem like a team that just doesn't really have it. Things trending in the right direction. He's per, yeah. he's one of the let's put it this way. He's one of those guys that's gonna um, gonna have a lot of movement based on what the Saints look like leading into the season. Yeah, yeah and I don't sense. think Kendrick Miller's good. By the way, like he didn't really ever look good once this no. year. No, so no, he did he's not. Just no, he not a not. good running back in my mind. Like, um, I don't think he's very talented. So I wouldn't. I, I don't know what the situation is going to be like there. Yeah. Um. All right. Next guy, um, Shane. I kind of want to talk to you about this guy because I completely disrespected him by keeping him outside of my top twenty-four. And you guys have him. You, you have uh, Mike. You have Tony Pollard at twelve. Shane, you have him at fourteen. He is outside my top twenty-four. Um, and my reasoning there is I, I do think the Cowboys bring in another running back. Um, I did not like what I saw from Tony Pollard this year. I drafted him in a couple leagues and I was not happy about it. Um, he, he did end up with over a thousand yards, uh, but he had less, uh, last year he had a thousand and seven yards with 
60 less carries. Um, and he hit that mark again this year, six touchdowns. I just, I wasn't really impressed with what I saw. And I think the Cowboys are going to look like a, uh, a different team next year. And I'm not sure exactly what happens, but what's going on with Tony Pollard? Um, do you think they just ride him out next season the, the same way they did this year? 252 carries uh, in that same ballpark or, or what do you think? So, yeah, he's so he's one of the free agent running backs. Um, so he will be be out there. I think one of two things happens. He either comes back to Dallas. They have a tendency to do this with guys. He comes back to Dallas on like a one year, five million dollar deal. They will do a lot of these one year deals with guys that expires or he's going to move on and kind of go to a team where he has that role. Maybe where he had last year with Zeke where maybe it's 60, 40 and you see his, uh, his efficiency go up and his explosive play goes up because he's not being shouldered with the load. So whether that's going on and he is in some sort of shared role with the Eagles who move on from Swift or the Chargers who move on from Austin Eckler. It's going to be one of those two scenarios, I think. So he either comes back to Dallas and takes on 70% of the carries or he goes to someplace else and kind of has this 60-40 split. Were you just using that $5 million number as just like throwing a number out there? Because he no. wouldn't actually – he he's not going to take five, a one year five million dollar deal, right? He's going to he can get more than that elsewhere. I would th- I would maybe think so. he he's probably what he's probably going to end up getting is that uh, Miles Sanders type deal, David Montgomery type deal. Like the Miles yeah. Sanders, mm-hmm. I think was three for twenty three or three for twenty four. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he probably gets that, you know. But yeah, I was going to say he's going to get that somewhere. I mean, even if it's like somewhere like the Cardinals where James Conner's getting older and they need yeah. more weapons to support Kyler, a, a quicker running back to support Kyler. Yeah. Um, I was just throwing the Cardinals out there. Don't take that for any worth, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, someone, will, someone will pay him. He he's still looks good to me. Um, he's just not a, you know, workhorse type back. Um you could put him in the same bucket for me as like a chain Gibbs. Um, I just don't know that they're going to be every down backs, but they're so explosive that there's going to be value there. I, and again, depending on his situation, he could fall out of the top 15 for me. I already moved him behind James cook and Javante Williams um, <laughs> as we were talking. So, yeah. Um, if you guys see any other discrepancies here, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going through them, but uh what do you what do you guys think? You there's there's one I think, and when I made my list, I thought I might be too low on him, and that's Javante Williams. Um, I like his talent. Um, I may just be discrediting the quarterback situation, not knowing what that looks like too much. Um, what that is going to be, if it's somebody they bring in, or if it's status quo, is you know not going to be Russell Wilson, but. Um, I do like his talent a lot. So that may be somebody I have too low. Yeah, I agree that um, that's going to be just like how I was talking about the Saints. This is a team that everyone, you know, you're Sutton, you're Javante. I mean, I wouldn't touch Judy, but those two guys are guys that I would consider drafting based on their talent. And depending on what the situation looks like going into the season, we'll determine that. So I don't know. You know, like if it's Kirk Cousins there, I, who yep. knows what ends up happening. So, yep. yeah. 
And then the other one I'm going to ask you both about, how do you guys have Nick Chubb in your top 24 when I, does he even back for the first half of the season? Honestly, I didn't have him in my top tw- or I did have him there. I, I wasn't sure what his situation is um, and how quickly he could be back. So, you know, he's someone that, again, might not even play. <laughs> so, Yeah, for me, um, I, I I don't know any update on his injury, on his timetable. I would imagine with how early he got injured that he should be ready pretty uh, early on in the season. But I'm just speculating at that point. So if he is, that's kind of where I have him, kind of right, right outside the top 20. Uh, I think he's just really talented running back. We we've seen him uh, be elite year after year. Uh, you know, leading the league in rushing yards, and I, I just don't think this injury really stops him from uh, from getting back to that uh, you know standpoint. So that's kind of why I have him still inside my top twenty four. That'll be yeah. one of the off season. I'd love to get some Doctor Jesse Morse opinions on. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought that was like. Four ligaments damage, not you know, was it just one part? Of it the was knee? bad. It was yeah. really, really bad. So I, I get what you're saying. It's there's a lot of speculation around it. You just uh, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to have an idea of what what that looks like next year. Yeah. You know. Well, I just deleted them, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the knee injury, and I don't like his age. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if he's I just the what why I say I don't like his age is because I don't think he's first of all I don't think he's the type of athlete that Brees Hall is but I also think you know you destroy your entire knee as a running back at the age of 27 you don't quite bounce back as quickly as if you're 22 or 23 like Brees yeah um mm-hmm. I mean like I feel my lower back tighten every day more and more um, so I you know, you know how that is yeah. just old, but, um, what is like, uh, I, I'd like to talk about Aaron Jones for a second. Like what, what do you guys see there? Um, what is that look like? Do the Packers draft someone? I just don't really think, do you, or do they continue the AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, uh, you know, experiment or what do you think happens? No, there? I think Dylan's out of there. He's a free agent. So yep. He's one of the free agent guys. So he's gone. So I think it's a draft. Probably they don't tend to sign free agent running backs. Right. Maybe they do, but I think it's a draft situation. And Aaron Jones has probably one more year of semi top value and production. Yeah. yeah, and even for me, even if he does have one more year left uh, with the Packers, I mean, looking at what he did in the last three weeks of the season, he was the number one running back. He had over 20 carries, over 111 yards every game. Um, he, he just he looked really, really good, and the Packers looked good as well. So uh, mm-hmm. to me, even if they draft a rookie, I think Aaron Jones has a big enough workload next year for me to uh, warrant him to be inside my top 24. Yeah, I'll probably be looking at him to draft again this year. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, anyways, uh, let's see who else. I mean, James Conner, who knows what's going to happen. There's, It's so hard to have a strong stance on any of these guys. Running back such a ridiculous position as it is. Yeah. Um, but 
we just don't know what these offenses are going to look like, really what even type of offenses they're going to be running. Um, but, you know, a guy I have in my top 20 sitting at 20, Tajay Spears, I think what we saw from him talent-wise was, you know, outstanding, um, potentially even elite. Uh, the issue is that team is just rebuilding. Um, yeah. So you need a new offensive line. Uh, you need a lot around him for him to be a you know top 10 guy but his talent alone uh he makes some pretty big time plays so that's why i put him in my top 20 yep. yeah i i don't have him inside my top 24 and i i probably could have put him down at like 23 24 uh maybe took out most or swift or even chubb really um but for me yeah that team is kind of in shambles right now it was will levis the guy uh, even if he is, I don't think he's very good. I don't think that offense looks very good next year. So, you know, we talked about early on targeting good players on good teams, mm. on good offenses. And and to me, he's a good, he's a good player, but on a bad team and a bad offense. So I, yeah, I, but I, like he, 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 we could easily see like Ben Johnson or Slowick get hired by the Titans. And then it's like, okay, now are we going to start to seriously look at Ty J as a, you know, inside of our top 15 because yeah. he's a guy that i could see being a league winner if he's getting drafted in the 20s and they have the right situation there granted you know the entire offensive line needs help but with a true good offensive-minded head coach they could look like a completely different team this year we just don't we, we don't know yet so you're you're 100 mm -hmm. accurate there and if that is the case if i if i do like the the direction the team is going then I could yeah. easily see bumping him up, but current standpoint, um, with the way the offense looked this this whole season, and you know, with the coaching kind of up uh, up in the air, that's you know the reason why. Yeah, we're, we'll see. We're we're gonna. It's gonna be a new offense. Will Levis is a gunslinger, so you think they're gonna bring in someone that has, you know, a high pace, or at least somewhat of an air raid type, like fast paced offense. So we'll see what happens. That's again. This is January 16th. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, how about um, Ramondre Stevenson? Um, I know, Mike, I don't see him on your list. Shane, you have him at uh, 25. I have him up at 21. And this is someone that I, I was kind of confused about because he is a really good running back, um, I do believe. And uh, I don't know how this Patriots team looks next year. But I, you know, with in the middle of the season, that guy was what five catches, six catches, four catches. Like he's a pass catching running back, and uh, I think in the right situation, uh, he could have a good season. So um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say about Ramondre? No. I don't know if that offense looks any different, honestly, next year. Like uh, they kind of just put a younger Bill Belichick 2.0 in place as head coach, and. I don't know. It doesn't give me great confidence that things are going to change much. So, yeah. Other than, you know, potentially Drake may someone along those lines, um, which I don't think, I don't, I think outside of Caleb Williams, I don't know that any of these guys are going to step in and just, you know, light the league on fire like CJ Stroud did this year. Yeah. Um, maybe Jaden Daniels, if he goes to the Falcons and they have, a Slowick or someone like that in there. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't see Drake may being that guy. Um, I don't, 
uh, after watching the national championship, I don't think Penix is going to really be good at all in the pros. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's Caleb and then situational, but stepping into the Patriots, that's not a great situation. So uh, yeah. I just don't see them having a lot of success in a division that's going to be really, really competitive again, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. What, what else do you guys see here? Do you guys see anything I, else? Not much to me. I mean, it's a lot of these guys, Jacobs, Pollard, um, Shane O'Mac has Jacobs twice on his rankings. <laughs> you have him at 12 and at 19. That's Which one I is it? Him. Which yeah. one is it, Shane? Answer the had, question. If I had control, I would be moving him around here. See? Uh, no, well, I do think. You can get on the Google Doc, Shane. You can, you can get on. You that's can, true. Uh, uh, adjustments. Which yeah. one was accurate, though? I think it was the tool uh, there. Yeah, I think it was that one. Uh, because I yeah because what my thought process is is a I think the talent is top notch I think he's in yeah one of the better running backs that doesn't get talked about in that in that nature yeah. and so I could see a couple of situations like I could see if the Giants get rid of Barkley they bring Jacobs in on a two year deal or uh a t you know whoever ends up with the chargers they want to pull him over and kind of be that um workhouse work workhorse back for them yeah um you know maybe it's dallas even trying to pull him in on a david montgomery type deal i just think he goes anywhere he's going i think he's gonna get a good amount of touches Okay, I see what I see what's going on here now. Josh Jacobs is going to be a cowboy, and that's why he's on Shane O'Mac's <laughs> ranking. And Tony uh, Pollard will yep. become my new Amari Cooper. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pauls, I got a question for you, buddy. There's yeah. um, uh, Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry round out your top twenty-four. Did you just pair them there at the end just because of uh, you know their elite careers and their age and kind of being in the same boat? Uh, yeah. both uh, um, free agents. Is that kind of why? Yeah, and I had 20 and needed to string together for about a minute before the episode. <laughs> so uh, those are two names that no one's going to knock me for having in the top 24, so I just stuck them there at the bottom. Yeah, that um, makes sense. In reality, though, like my argument for those two, like you put Derrick Henry on a contending team, like let's We're say the Houston. Bill, Say the Bills, like look at like Derrick Henry as that like Latavius Murray power back role. Um, he would have a million touchdowns. Not that I think he would go there, but you put him on uh no, I don't think he, well, maybe Houston. Yeah. I just think somewhere, yeah, I could see Houston somewhere with a with a good offense contending team where he can just play a 60 40 roll with one of these like Tony Pollard a chain. You put them in a situation like that um, on a good offense with a good line, you know, obviously didn't have that this year. I think there's still some juice there uh, to where if like the team is highly motivated, he can, you know, get use what's left in his tank. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Eckler, not as much. Um, not as much confidence in him to be honest no i just didn't see anything i'm out of him this year so um yeah i mean 
we'll see where he lands. That's a, really all I have to say. All right. Um, a question for both of you guys. Um, as I see, Joe Mixon isn't on yours, uh, either of your lists here in the top 24. Now, is that because he is a free agent and uh, his situation is undetermined or what? Because I think from what we saw this season, like he he still looks like a good running back. He was, what, the RB, uh, RB6, RB6 yeah. at the end of the year and uh, played all 17 games over 1,000 yards uh, double digit touchdowns, um, you know, combined over 50 receptions, you know, I, what does that look like next year? Um, and why do you guys have him outside your top 24? Well, I can tell you what I think it looks like because at number 25 or 26 in my rankings is Chase Brown. And I think Mixon is not on that team next year. And I think mm -hmm. Chase Brown is the sleeper going to be your everybody's summer hype uh, sleeper running back to be looking. I love at. that. I love that. <clears throat> he uh, just looked so much more explosive, you know, when he yeah, got no, he really did. Yeah, towards the end of that season, um, the last couple of games, Chase Brown was all the hype, and uh, mm -hmm. he just he had that explosive runs and uh, catches, and I, I think he's a dominant force next season for sure. Got anything on Joe Mixon, Coles? Nope. Nope. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, you guys have anything else? Any other names you want to talk about before we sign out? No, I think the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker situation, like that's interesting. I don't know that Charbonnet um, was all that great, but like what's going on in Seattle, we don't know. That's going to be a coaching thing. And he showed Ken, Ken Walker showed that he's a very talented running back. So, yeah, very you much. I think so. he's still 1A there, and will Sharp's role increase? Who knows? It's going to depend on the coach and who they like better, what style of running back they like better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I liked think, what I saw from him this year. I think the team to watch is the Eagles. So Swift is a free agent. If, I think the NFL will ban the tush push. Yep. Now that um, Kelsey's retired. I think that goes away. So now you're looking at some increased goal line rushing opportunities probably. And who do they bring in to that role to take on some of those Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. That's what it could be. So if that's the case, Henry comes back. He'll comes into my top 24 for sure. Yeah. 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 I like that landing spot for him too. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Again, it's Jan mid January, so um, you know we're going to be talking about this again later in the year. Um, as I said uh, on previous episodes, having putting what's fresh on your brain from this past season into a rankings to kind of have a starting point for next year is important. So you know that's why we are here talking way too early rankings is because now we have something to build off of going into the season, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. That's a, a great summary there. All right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for our uh, episode three, way too early 2024 running back rankings. Be on the lookout next Monday. We have, we're going to drop our wide receiver rankings and then follow it up with our uh, tight end rankings. So um, make sure to follow us on Twitter, uh, follow the show, Check us out on TikTok, on Instagram, uh, YouTube, all, all the works for all you podcasters out there. And uh, most of all, 
Everybody, buckle up. Buckle up.